Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Hey, how you doing? This is Todd. Listen, before we start the show, I want to officially announce how you can win the Echo Park FQ12 Dual Range Bastard Treble Boost Guitar Pedal. This is the one that's hand-built and hand-signed by Gabriel Curie, founder of Echo Park Guitars himself. All right, this is a limited run pedal. So listen, all you have to do to win this killer pedal is send me an email. Send it to todd at theguitarnobs.com. I need two things in that email. Number one, your subject line must read range 18. That is range 18. R-A-N-G-E-1-8. In the body copy, I need you to put your first and last name. I also need you to put where you are sending it from, your city, your state, and or your country. All right? Give me those three things and you can win this pedal. That's subject line, range 18, first name, last name, and where you're sending it from. All right? Good luck to everybody. We'll announce the winners in a couple weeks. Uh, More to come on this. And without further ado, I bring you the Guitar Knobs podcast. Jared Brandon, Brandon Wamp Pickups. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Hey, it's me, Todd Novak. We are super happy you are with us listening to our little podcast called The Guitar Knobs. Um, the three of us are in our studio in Columbus, Ohio, joined by a couple of other fellow knobs that are going to the guitar show with us. We'll call them vagabonds. Vagabonds. Vaganobs. That <laughs> sounds weird. <laughs> that sounds dirty. That sounds dirty, actually. <laughs> but alongside of these clowns, uh, we've got somebody super duper special calling from super far away. That's you. It's Alex from Xander Circuitry. Alex from Xander Circuitry, located in? Benfleet in Essex in the UK. Benfleet in Essex in the UK. Over the pond? Yes. Yes. Indeed. Pond. Um, so uh, we were lucky enough to receive a box full of Xander pedals, and uh, that was a real treat to play with. Um, for those of you who are not familiar, if you're listening and not driving, you can go to xandercircuitry.co, not ko, co.uk and see all of the things we're going to be talking about um he he makes some really incredible pedals and they are chock full of features very very robust pedals i was really i i was I shouldn't say I was surprised because that would <laughs> that would mean that like I doubted, but you know sometimes I was expecting yeah, these to be awful. Insult the guests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't nearly as awful as I thought they'd yeah. be. You, you pleasantly discovered their. I pleasantly discovered uniqueness. their uniqueness. That's right. That's right. Oh, thank you. It was a good. Yeah. That was a good save. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> very well made. Very well thought out. And we're going to get into all that business pretty soon, but in the meantime. We want to give a special shout out to Rode Microphones for supplying our awesome equipment that we're recording on. We are very grateful uh, for their help with our podcast. And we also want to say thank you so much to all of our Patreon patrons. We'll get into that a little bit later, but um, honestly, at every level, we're so thankful for your help. 
it uh, matters greatly. And just a quick little plug, so we don't, uh, you know, backload that too much. Uh, I, I did put up recently a new tier. You've probably heard me mention this at least one other time on a podcast now. Um, but we have uh, new guitar knobs, orange, anodized, barefoot buttons with our logo on it. But anyways, that's for our $5 and up patron membership. The the barefoot buttons, the foot switch buttons, so you can step on it with your, your tender toes or make high visibility for uh, dark shows, uh, help distinguish between all the... Because if you're, if you're sitting there playing and you're looking down, you go like, I got to reach over in the middle of my thing and I got to manage to hit this and not smash all my other knobs and move stuff around. Makes for a nice big target. <laughs> anyway, so those are cool. Check out patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and you'll even learn how to find out how even more. Okay, gentle, gentle folk across from me, Tony, go. What happened in your world this week? This week? Well, yeah. it just seems like a couple of days ago. I know. But now it's a whole week later. I know. That's right. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> uh, well, if you, uh, let's see. A couple of weeks back, we were, uh, I think we were talking about, I got my Pink Floyd book, every song, every instrument, all that fun stuff. So I've made it through a good three-fourths of the book. So I'm on this Pink Floyd kick these days. And thanks to Spotify at the shop, I have been going through all of the Pink Floyd albums. And then I kind of refer to the little book just to see, you know, all the various noises and things that the the Floyd was doing way back in the day with when Sid was still there. And uh, I'm about, uh, I would say, five albums deep into the old stuff now. So we're starting to get into, I don't think it's quite to Dark Side of the Moon yet, but... But it's really cool. Um, again, that book, I just it's 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 really entertaining. And some of the backstories, some of the side stories, mm-hmm. uh, some very interesting connections. So that's kind of been my week. In addition to taking large pieces of plastic and making them into smaller Small pieces, pieces of, of plastic. plastic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, Alex. Yeah, you know, if you ever have some crazy ideas for pick guards and stuff, Tony's your man. I know a guy. Nice. Yeah. I know a guy. Uh, he made me some killer speedboat gold sparkle ones for a couple of mine and a couple other things. So uh, anyways, um, <laughs> sorry, making a, making a little plug for Tony there. Hey, uh, Alex, what's going on in your music world this week, bud? Oh, do you know, absolutely nothing's happened this week. Do you um, know that every single guest that we have says that exact same thing? And then they, <laughs> they go on for 15 minutes about absolutely nothing. Do you know, I think, well, when when we was meant, when initially, the when we were going to record this the first time around, the, the, the night before, I went to see Dinosaur Jr. in in, oh. uh, in Camden, oh. and that was, that was amazing, and that was going to be the thing I was going to, Gonna talk to you guys about. So yeah, that was um, that's probably <laughs> well, the, the most tell recent. Anyway, that's, tell that's, that's, we'll pretend that, that it that was, happened when it was supposed yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that, that's probably the most recent, I guess, music-related thing. Um, yeah, it was at the Roundhouse in Camden. Um, it was actually meant to be in December last year, but um, they cancelled it on the day because Jay had a throat infection mm. or something like that. Um, and then about six weeks prior to this, um, Lou the uh, bassist um, broke his collarbone, so yes. it was like, oh, oh, great! Are they going to like cancel it again? Because they moved it for, for four like months. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and yeah, it, luck, luckily, I think he got the all, the all clear to to play. But yeah, it's the second time I've seen seen him live. They're one of my favourite bands, and 
I learned from my mistakes the first time around and I, I did take some earplugs this time because yeah. I don't know if you know if oh, you guys yeah. know about Jay Maskey was playing in front of 400 watt Marshall yeah. with like with two 4x12s under each of them and he just slams the front end with like a big muff that's completely dimed it's, it's unbelievably loud yeah. Um, yeah it came out of the first time we, we saw him a couple of years ago um absolutely deafened by the end of it so I, I made sure to take uh <laughs> take earplugs this time just to just to take that high end out but um yeah no it was um it was amazing it was such a great gig awesome yeah i had the pleasure to see them i didn't even know who they were but they opened up for jane's addiction back in 1988 i think 88 oh yeah that would have been one of the when they first yeah it was like came them, out yeah. meat puppets and jane's addiction in this little tiny theater oh, in hollywood man oh it was nice. Awesome. nice nice um and loud <laughs> so uh <laughs> that's cool thing i i love hearing about shows and stuff and and uh I am sure you are one of those people that if you're able to get close enough to the stage, it would be really interesting to see a photo from the stage of people who are close to the stage and who's looking up at the players and who's looking down at the pedals. Part of me thought about, part of me wanted to be like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll, cause like it's one of my favorite guitarists. I thought maybe I'll like take one and just like, I'll give it to him, whatever. But then I thought, well, maybe if I take a box, that's got switches on it and I try throwing it <laughs> yeah. in a music venue I, I might get yeah, it's a very it's a very quick way to get to get done in or <laughs> arrested at, at bad the idea these days yeah yeah <laughs> uh, but but you know what I mean honestly that's not a that's really not a bad idea if you if you connect with the the management company ahead of time you know because yes look, yeah, I mean, yeah they're always looking for help and endorsements and like connections and stuff like that so for those pedal builders out there, if you want to get them to your to your favorite players, try. Just don't bring a box of circuitry to a show. Yeah. It's not. It's not you no. got to learn who the guitar techs are too. That's well, a big part of it. Or yeah. you can send them all to Todd first. Send them to me. <laughs> <laughs> He'll make sure yeah. they get there. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I can't vouch if well, you know what happens after the guitar tech gets it. But you know, uh, Jared. <laughs> all right. A uh, couple of things. Um, first. I bought that um, Gibson Les Paul, the roached out one, the the natural color that just turned nicotine color. I mean, just a gnarly yes. looking. So that was orangey. Did you do something new with it? Yes, I did. Oh, great. So uh, Zach was over and we were working or whatever. And then I said, let's change those pots out. So I got some really high quality uh, potentiometers mm -hmm. and uh, they're long shaft, by the way because it, it is a 1979, and um, I took the original uh, harness out. I left the original switch in with the, the wires and all that kind of thing, and the jack, and and um, I had Zach um, wiring me up the harness, and I, I got to tell you, man, Zach Zach's like, hey, you know these are, what, 300K, right, Zach? 300K pots that came with that guitar, and it sounded dark just it just sounded dark before mm -hmm. and when we put that new uh harness in with uh 500k it was night and day it was amazing you could hear the clarity and um there was more dynamics there was a lot more brightness it was just a lot more clear it, it's an amazing change 
So and, is uh, there a moral to the story for those who might be considering doing something like that? Absolutely. 250K for single coil pickups, 500K for humbuckings. All right. And we're going to, you know what? That's a great segue because one of the shows that I'm really excited about, we're going to be doing a wiring 101 for all you guys out there with Mojo Tone. I can't wait for that. Super excited about that. So we're going to learn all about uh, your guitar wiring, potentiometers, pickups, how that connections, all that business. And speaking of pickups, um, I'm really excited about a new book coming out. It's called uh, PAF Humbucking Pickup from Myth to Reality. And uh, I know one of the gentlemen who um, helped write the book, and uh, it's James uh, Finnerty and Mario Milan. Um, I cannot wait to read that book. Which one do you know? I know James. Hi, James. And uh, he's he's a pickup maker, so awesome. But anyway, I cannot wait for that. And uh, I was going to say, Jared, I've noticed your activity on Instagram this past week or so. He's stepping yeah. it up. He is really yep. stepping up. He's got to step it up. One picture a day. Where That's where what, what, what's your Instagram account? <laughs> <laughs> Just look up Brandon Wild. Brandon Brandon Wild pickups. <laughs> Oh, Brandon Wild, well, Brandon Wild well, pickups. That's I'll show up. I just pushed the thing on my phone. The only Brandon Wild well, pickups there is. Yeah. So, so that's cool. Yeah. You've been getting yeah. some good comments on Thank this you. too. Thanks yeah. for good noticing. Job. Yes, sir. Thank uh, you. I have been. I so my birthday was yesterday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Um, I milk it for the weekend, of course. You know, do it for the month. Um, so my girls got <laughs> me. Uh, it, well, yeah. I got, my girls got me a, a bunch of stuff that they just wanted. So that's, <laughs> I got a unicorn tape dispenser. At least you know they're normal. And a sushi roll, like a pastel sushi roll journal thing. Tell us more about the unicorn <laughs> tape dispenser. Pen. Yeah, it dispenses rainbow tape out of its butt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'm like, awesome. You guys just bought me stuff that you want, but that's fine. Yeah. So I'm using that in the studio right now. I'm appreciative of that. But more importantly, I got a new strap for the new guitar that I'm building and a set of strap locks. Yay. And, you know, as often happens when you put stuff on Amazon, 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 <laughs> you get, uh, I'm from, like it's in Louisiana now. Um, a I got uh, duplicates. So I got another set of strap locks. So I think I'm going to throw those on the, uh, on the old Gibson Explorer that I got. Nice. So I can actually play it and not be worried about it. So the lesson you should learn when it comes time for your kids and wife's birthday. Always use strap locks. That's the lesson. Buy guitar-related things. Buy guitar-related things. For them. For them. (laughs) Yes. For you. Oh, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) I didn't even think of that. Hey, honey. I just... (laughs) I got this lovely Les Paul book. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to love it. Exactly. Uh, Cool. Well, that was a super fun time. Oh, look out. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. All right, Alex, give us your four on the floor. Okay, so the the first one is the Raygun FX Dual Soda Drive. Yes. Um, they are a company uh, in Southend, which is about 15 miles away from me. Um, I know the guy that runs it quite well. I've known him for a while. Um, I At one point, I did have an entire board just of his pedals. Wow. Um but yeah, he makes some amazing, um, especially kind of fuzzies and stuff like that. But the, the dual soda drive, it's it's a hard one to explain.
explain, but it's kind of like oh yeah, basically it's it's two of the same pedals in in one. He has he has just a single pedal called the Soda Drive. So this is just two in series. Um, it's kind of like if like a weird mix between a tube screamer and a rat. So it's kind of like a really high gain tube screamerish kind of sound. Okay. But it's kind of, but I think I think the new one's got this kind of three-way toggle on it that changes the clipping diodes. I assume so you kind of get that mix between. Oh, you can have it set one set to an overdrive and then one set to the kind of fuzzy sound. So yeah, it's just it's just an amazing pedal. I had it a little while ago, um, and yeah, I, I love it. Uh, and it's cool that you know the person who built it. That's even more special. Yeah, yeah, yes. No, Steve. Steve's a great guy. He's um he's in a, a local band as well that I go and see quite often. So yeah, no, I, I I've known him for a while. Yeah, he's an awesome guy. Nice. Well, maybe we should. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Ray <laughs> Raygun's not a. I don't think that, that is a super well known. Watch everybody's gonna be like, I know what it is. And, you know, <laughs> I I, I think the one really run across that. I think we had a president the, here in the U.S. named that. <laughs> Ronald Reagan, right? <laughs> yeah, funny, Ronald terrible. Okay, I think ahead. the um, right up the there one, with Thatcher uh, pedals. <laughs> I think the one the one pedal that people know him for is he built um, a two knob fuzz into a Game Boy, like an old Game Boy color okay. called the Super Fuzz Boy. Okay, um, so I think he basically buys these empty Game Boy shells and then builds a. I've seen just, it. It's just a fu- it's a fuzz with a volume and a and a and a gain control. And then when you when you hit the foot switch, which is where I think the start button normally is, or where the like the the whatever you call it, the control arrow buttons are, uh-huh. um, it, it lights up the screen with an LED. Nice. That's yeah, a, it's re- yeah, it's really cool. I've uh, seen that on Instagram actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think Pretty that's cool. people. Well, like, yeah, I think people went at when he brought that out. I think that was at people went absolutely mad for him because it's just again, it's one of those things. It's unusual, isn't it? So yeah, it's also one of those things that when you put something out that already has an attachment to another brand, it's really easy for your brand to get lost in. Like yeah. someone said, "Hey, who did the Game Boy things?" You'd be like, ah. "Nintendo." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. oh. Cool. What do you have for number two? Number two is the Caroline Guitar Company Meteor. Meteor. Yes. I've heard it pronounced yes. a couple of different ways. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's a kind of, I think they call it the lo-fi reverb. It's just a, yeah, it's a really cool, like it says, lo-fi reverb kind of sound, like kind of hall springy sound. And it's got like a, a, a foot switch that lets it ring out in this kind of dissonant kind of feedback, like you get from an old delay kind of way. It's just, cool. yeah, it's, it's really cool. How, how do you personally use that? Um, yeah, so the, yeah, I I tend to use reverbs in the kind of I guess the kind of traditional way that one might use it. I've I've getting a lot of fun out of just kind of sitting with a clean sound and just kind of really kind of drenching it in reverb and just letting that sound ring out. Mm-hmm. But the 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 switch I can't remember what they call it, but the the little momentary switch they've got on it yeah. just lets it ring out and feed back like a like an old delay would in this kind of. It's it's weird because it's not it's not particularly musical sound. It almost gets kind of dissonant and quite ringy, if you right. like. But it's yeah, it's just it's quite a nice thing to just step on as a momentary thing. It's really cool. It's interesting because back in the uh, before they had those and that before that was an effect, 
if you accidentally hit that with your foot, instantly everybody knew something was wrong. And then you're sitting there, you, you reach down and you're trying to fiddle it back or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I used to have an old DOD delay and, <laughs> and it would just start going. <laughs> but now it's like, oh yeah, man, that's awesome. So basically you showcase the reverb at times instead of just having it barely on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What do you got for number three? Number three is the fairly new DOD rubberneck delay. Um, it's their new analog delay. It's really, it's really, really cool. So it's an it's an actual analog bucket brigade delay. Um, but yes, yeah, so yes, yeah, it's, it's an as again an actual analog delay. But I think it's got the it's extra features like the like tap tempo it has a rub it has a feature that's actually called rubberneck and i can't remember exactly what that does i think it does something to the speed um but the thing that for me that was really the main thing that i really liked about it is it's got a, a send and return for the wet signal and i think in their promo video they put a one of their flanges in it or something like that and it's just it opens it up completely to basically make you can make the delay anything you want because you can put whatever effects you want that are only affected in like in the wet signal, so your dry signal stays the same. And that for me was the like a huge thing. That's that's uh, that's very interesting. So it I th- it looks like the the rubberneck controls like the rate. Is that? Yeah, it does something like that. I think it lets you shift. I think it like momentarily shifts the rate and then it goes back down. I don't uh, that here. that part. I'm not I overly familiar I'm gonna with. Let's see if I can uh, just elaborate on here. Uh, let's see the effect LED rubberneck rate control transparent pot utilizes a bicolor LED beneath to indicate different delay operating states when it is green. Uh, let's see. That's just kind of talking about the, um, when the rubberneck when the, when the rubbernecking feet feature is acted, the pot itself is used for selecting the rubberneck rate time. It takes to modify the delay time when the effect foot switch is pressed. So yeah, it's just sort of like a, um, if you hit that, it kind of plays with how quickly the delay is engaged. Right. Right. Sounds yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We'll, we'll call it yeah, a, chaos, think, a chaos switch. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Is a chaos switch. So that's really <laughs> I interesting. Think, I, I'm going to check that out. Yeah. I really like the design of that. I mean, as as plain as some people might see, it's me, going back to the their old yeah, DOD's right. old look, it, isn't it? It definitely looks... It, it looks like, you know, late 70s, early 80s stereo type design. Some people like have stereo. made the joke over back in England, we have a supermarket called Tesco and uh, a lot of people have made the joke that it looks like their value range of <laughs> yeah. Food, yeah. F- food products. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So that, that one's actually uh, pretty... Ch- so Dil- uh, DOD pedals in the past have not necessarily been complex. They've been pretty straightforward pedals for the most yeah. part. Um, but this one uh, is pretty chock full. It's It seems like it's com- definitely trying to compete with a lot of the boutique brands that are loaded with delay features. This one's got time knob, repeats knob, levels knob, a gain tone knob, uh, a tails switch that would control how, how this thing is you know delaying out. Uh, tempo uh, and regeneration switch, um, rubberneck switch, and uh, tap temp or tap ratio switch. That's yeah, it's really cool. And is the rate a, and depth knob. So this thing's loaded. Is there a fuzz switch on there too? There's not, but there's a gain and tone. <laughs> you know, so you you could 
I mean, yeah. So the the gain uh, like kind of overloads the bucket brigade chip, so it distorts the again. It only distorts the the delayed signal. But I think again, it's like that whole kind of analog, yeah, analog circuit with the digital stuff controlling it. It's really cool. Cool, cool, cool. So what do you got for number four? The fourth one is the probably the weirdest one. Um, It's I don't know how to pronounce this. It's the hex sign. The company is hex H E X E. Um, and the the pedal is called the Melusine, M-E-L-U-S-I-N-E. And I can only describe it as a vinyl record s- simulator, I guess you'd call it. Is it's it like the, a weird vibrato. Me, uh, Melusine 2 or 3? Oh, oh uh, I didn't even know there was more than one. <laughs> it's a... It's a, it's like a mauve purpley color yep, with like a swirly thing. eye on it. It looks like yeah. three. I, yeah, it probably is the third one, yeah. Okay. It's uh, um tell us all about it's like it. a it's like a weird vibrato pedal that you can then it has like a noise control and a filter control that you can then add in like the dust scratches you'd get on an old vinyl record yeah no it's so it's so cool it, and i think it's got like a weird filter control in so i think it i'm assuming it's just come some kind of high pass filter that lets you it basically lets you make your like it like you've recorded your guitar onto vinyl on and vinyl then you're now yeah. playing yeah. it back like through like chase a, bliss has one out an fm signal like, right like a small radio yeah. i listen to vinyl yeah. all the time man this is really cool yeah it's 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 really cool i mean like, i've 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 been listening to a lot of like, aside from like the normal music I listen to, I've been listening on Spotify, especially when I'm working, just to a lot of that kind of lo-fi hip-hop stuff, they call it, yeah. where it's basically just instrumental music where it's like a a low beat with like some weird lo-fi guitar in it, and right. it basically is it's that sound in a pedal. It's it's really cool. Nice. Uh, are, you f- are you super familiar with the Hex brand? or Only, I've, I happened to just stumble upon it when I was looking up... Um, so it basically it basically uses a chip that I'm looking at using in some stuff going forward. Oh, okay. It's basically a digital chip that you can program in, and I happened to just stumble up upon upon that pedal, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is like the exact thing that I've been look. I've just been obsessed with kind of lo-fi sounds." Yeah, and and I just happened to stumble upon it. They've got a pretty it. interesting range of pedals, and they're not afraid to use knobs. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah, like yeah I've seen some of the other stuff. I think this, like, they uh, they've got one called the Space Time Resonator, which I have heard of before. Uh, that has two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve knobs, and two <laughs> two toggle switches, and three <laughs> and three foot buttons. That's a, that's a typewriter. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's cool. Yeah, that's four. Cool pedals. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Um, we are going to mosey on into the reason that we're talking to you, which is the interview portion of our little show here. Uh, and for those who are new to us, uh, welcome. I, I just want to call out really quick that our show focuses on boutique builders of guitar stuff. Guitars, pedals, <laughs> amps, and other kind of gear-related type things, and and also professionals associated with those. So, um, even Xander circuitry falls totally into that bucket. Um, you're you're just a guy, and I think a girl 
yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, making awesome gear out of, you know, out of your little place. And, and uh, you know, I yeah, I've never been there. I'm not making... I'm not, that's, that's not like a, you know, oh, you it's absolutely place. enormous. It's an old British mansion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's the kind of people that we focus on. And that's why we're talking to Alex from Xander circuitry today. Uh, I caught a wind of him on Instagram and started to look in a little bit deeper. And then uh, we started having a conversation and then a big giant box of pedals arrived and I had a lot of fun. I didn't know what to expect. I'm, mean, you know, it's sometimes when you just hear d gear demos, you can make a good assumption, but you know, so much yeah, of yeah. what you like out of a pedal goes beyond just the actual, you know, audio that you might hear. Um, and I realized that at the end of the day, Purists, you know, Jared would say something along the lines of like, it doesn't matter what it does or looks like or feels or touches or blah, blah, blah. it just matters what it sounds like. Yes and no. <laughs> Let's talk about your pedals. You, I'll give everybody kind of a, just a brief setup. These are, these are pedals that have an awful lot going on in them, but not too much. It's, it's a great balance of, um, full toolbox to play with, but not so much so that it's paralyzing. For me personally, sometimes pedals that have just too many functions or like multiple hidden functions, I, it's, at a certain point, I'm like, man, I, I just don't have the capacity to deal with that. It's fun to play with, but I, I also look at things as the person who's enjoying the gear, the person who's just playing with it in my living room, and also like, okay, can I use this feasibly in a show? without having to play doctor with it. And one of the things that I love, that I've mentioned a couple times as of recently, is like, you like the rotary buttons too. I do indeed. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I was really excited to, in a, in a very small footprint, uh, I mean, it's, you have like almost several pedals in a box with many of these. Yeah, that was that's, that was kind of the idea with with a few of them. Um, yeah, what and there's there's a couple of others that um, made their way over to other guys in the UK that follow. There's a pattern with everything I do. Basically, is like is, yeah. trying to trying to trying to get as much out of the pedal as I can, but still make it practical for people to use. Yeah, well, you, it's clear that you're not. It's not that you're not making arbitrary decisions. I mean, sometimes arbitrary can be really fun, but you definitely have figured out like, hey, this is a this is a thing that I can kind of roll with and you're applying that methodology across your pedals it seems like um but we're gonna i, I want to get in deeper to your pedals in a little bit i want to find out a little bit about like you know how you all how you got into all this uh, so where did you get hip to guitar stuff so the first kind of pedal that i i started making was um just a simple um feedback looper so it's it was basically a a true bypass looper that had a momentary switch on it that would you basically loop your entire pedal board in the send and return and you just step on this momentary switch and it would feed the signal back in on itself and it would basically just make these weird drones and oscillations it was com a completely passive circuit but I, I basically just started making a few of them and I, I sold them on Facebook groups and stuff like that um, and then I kind of moved on to just kind of single knob fuzzies and things like that and cloning old you know 
whatever it'd be like an astro tone fuzz or any something like that right um and then it just started building up from from there um and then i thought oh i need to maybe i should start putting a name to this and then and then it just kind of took off my fiance was actually the one that kind of pushed me into you know, you know, you should you should actually consider doing this as a like a proper thing. And I was original. Uh, yes, uh, it's it's Maisie. Yeah, she'll she'll hate that I've uh, I've named her. Oh, <laughs> yeah. what a lovely name! <laughs> um, yeah, she she was the one that kind of pushed me to do it. And originally, I was like, no, it's not worth it. It's never going to happen. It's just like, forget it. I'm just I'll just keep making in my shed, and I'll sell one every six months, and that's fine. Um, but then she was she was more persistent and uh, and I was I'm glad she was because otherwise I wouldn't be here with you guys would I so no. yeah no it, it, it turned into something I could have never imagined it was going to you know I always get happy when I have to say this but um, nobody at no point in time have we ever interviewed anybody that has a successful pedal company that says. Yeah, I set out to make a successful pedal company. I don't, I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing. This is never going to work. I'm just going to make this one. I fell into it. I fell into it. Yeah. It was a total accident. I love that. That's fan. That's that's great. I and I'm I'm excited that the man knows what he wants. Freedom. That's great. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I guess from from my, I'm kind of lucky in the sense that because I don't rely on on Xander as as my only source of income I'd, I I'm not necessarily having to I can I can it, so it you allows do live me to in do a castle. <laughs> <laughs> that it's, it, uh, oh I wish I I do need one of them like an old Scottish castle yeah I'd love one cool. of them yeah what um, do you what do you do but, in your personal life I'm a, I'm a graphic designer as yeah. kind of my 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 real job if you like yeah, in brackets. You're a good company. Um, but yeah, I, I guess it just it allows me to do what I what I what I want and sell things that I want rather than, rather than just make things that I think are going to sell. It just allows me that kind of creative space because I'm not worrying about you know oh I have to make the, I have to sell this many pedals each month. Right to make it work it's kind of like i can just i can release things that i'm happy with and then if they sell they sell yeah, yeah it's a lot more fun when you don't have numbers to meet and you're not under pressure and yeah yeah i remember those days <laughs> <laughs> so uh how did you how did you actually fall into guitar stuff in general um well i wasn't just just playing guitar yeah, like um, what turned you on to guitar well, I think I don't remember specifically. Um, I mean, I was probably thirteen when I got my first guitar. Um, it was bought for me. Um, I'm still never going to forgive my dad for buying me a left-handed because I'm, I'm left-handed, and I think he, obviously I, I wrote with my left hand. Um, right. And I think in in his mind that was like, oh well, he needs to have a left-handed guitar, and it's kind of it's been both a blessing and a curse because obviously i it's hard to then <laughs> to find anything that isn't just a black strat or right. a sunburst telly or anything like that but i guess picking up a guitar for the first time it would have felt equally unnatural whichever way i'd have held it for the first sure. time but um but then to a certain extent i think that's what then got me into i used to build my own guitars out of parts and i'd buy left-handed bodies and i'd spray them and i'd stick right-handed necks on them and then that got me into learning how to 
wire up a, a pickup to a volume pot and I guess that kind of all it all kind of snowballed into then getting me interested in pedals so Ooh. in some ways being being left-handed I guess has kind of made me try to do things myself a little bit more than just buy things off the shelf nice so you uh started playing and then you got into i'm assuming you started getting into some bands and stuff or uh well yeah i mean i i played like just when i like i said from probably 13 through 19 i played kind of sporadically and there might be i'd probably put it down for six months and never touch it again and then when i was 20 i was in a band for a little while but didn't really go anywhere it was just kind of a you know, just kids mucking around and they, they were the, the other guys in the band were all a couple of years younger than me as well so it was kind of like it was just starting to take off and i'd already i I'd already, i was done with my education and i was i was working full time and they were like oh, okay yeah we're off to uni now bye and i was like oh, okay great all right so that's nice. that's that that's that dead right okay brilliant um but yeah no so in terms of like playing playing live and that i've only i've only been in one band and i think we only played a hand a handful of gigs um it's something that i i kind of fascinate about being in but then the practicalities of actually doing it whilst working full time and then trying to do the pedal stuff it's like there aren't literally aren't enough hours in the day yeah well i i think that that just goes to show that even if you're just a a living room guitar player or a bedroom guitar player like that's that's cool like do whatever you do whatever you do that makes you happy you don't have to i think a lot of people feel like they they are almost either obliged to yeah get in some kind of a band or feel like they haven't they don't have uh you know i I talk to a lot of guitar players and like well i mean you know i'm not in a band or anything i'm like that's why i don't but you don't have to apologize for that it's like you know just do what you do that's it yeah i mean it's like if you play golf you don't have to become a golfer it's like you could just play golf for fun it's just like it's just the thing that you do it's like i know there's guys that say oh oh I I, i shouldn't have this amp because it's expensive and I only play at home, so right. I would have wanted it. It's like, but yeah, but if you if you like it and it's the sound that inspires you to play, then why why not? Yeah, who, who cares? Absolutely, absolutely. What were you in? What were you listening to uh, early on that uh, kind of got you into into the guitar music? I think, I that, think that might have a have an impact on what we're going to talk yeah. about about your pedals. Yeah, I think. Well, the first. The first band I th- I remember buying the album and listening to all the way through was um, it wasn't actually an, it was a compilation album because when I was uh, probably twelve or thirteen I it was a it was around the time that American Idiot came out the Green Day album yep yeah I was probably twelve thirteen when was that two thousand four yeah ish yeah mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and she bought me the International Super Hits album by a mistake, thinking that she bought me American Idiot. So it was it was a it was a, a wrong Christmas present that she bought me, and I just remember putting that album on and just being obsessed with like the '90s Green Day, just simple power chords, kind of yeah. punk ish sound and that for me being just going into my teens and just being like really sure. moody and really angry and just yeah. the world's not fair and that kind of thing like that kind of attitude yeah. um yeah that for me was probably the f- that's the first album i remember listening to from start to finish and multiple times 
and just thinking, yeah, okay, for, I, I need to play a guitar because the strat that his um, strat that old blue yeah. strat that he has that's beaten up that was like the first guitar that I became absolutely obsessed with because I just thought it looked so cool. Yeah. So yeah, Rebel, you're you know you're going like yeah. So now you got pedals and you got noise and the world the world is coming to life for you. So yes, um, yeah. So how do you go from I'm just going to make this feedback looper to Xander circuitry as we know it? Because I tell you what, man, at, this is about as a complete, well thought out brand and product line that I've ever <laughs> seen. And, and I'm and I'm I'm serious here because like I do brand brand stuff for big giant companies in my actual real life, and <laughs> most of them don't even get it as as well as you're getting it. And uh, oh, well, I suspected <laughs> maybe that there was some sort of uh, background because most people that are doing this on a side project can't afford to do big proper branding. And when I opened oh, up this box, I was like, I, so I got hit. I'm a multifaceted, you know, I, I think, <laughs> so I'm like, yes, pedals. And I'm like, yes, podcast stuff. Yes, look at this branding. This is awesome. <laughs> you know, uh, and you knocked it out of the park with that. Oh, and, well, uh, thank you. Really, really well done. Um, so how do you, where's that jump happen? How, how does that all come about? I'd, I'd like to say it was really well thought out and everything was completely perfectly planned, but it Why was not? definitely not, Why it was not? definitely <laughs> not that. <laughs> um, it, it, I think that it didn't come without its many mistakes. Um, and it, it really was just the case of like, it went from a feedback looper to, a single knob fuzz that had about five parts in it to oh, okay now let's make a, a, a big muff um, and now let's look at what makes the big muff do what it does and what happens if I change this resistor to that or that capacitor to that oh okay that changes the mid range right okay cool I know how that works now and then moving on from fuzz it was like okay so how does a delay work um what makes the delay do what it does? What makes itself oscillate? How do you change the tone of it? And it, it really just was kind of really bit by bit kind of, exp I don't, in the way of kind of, I guess, technical knowledge, it's, I'm very much, I'd, I'd rather try something a hundred times and get it right on the hundredth time than, than read a textbook. It's, it's very much trial and error, kind of hacking my way through it to do Sure. Make it do what I want it to do. Um and but that for me is is half is half the fun. I like kind of sitting down and having a really messy prototype with I've got a million knobs that I'm attaching to things and twisting and, and ch changing and turning things just until I can get it to sound like what I what I wanted it to be. Do you ever uh find yourself, you know, working on a an experiment or, you know, something that you've thought about doing and then you're actually doing it, and then you look up, and it's like three in the morning, and you gotta go yeah, to work. The next day. I, I, I've had very, I've had many angry uh, openings to the workshop, and it's just Maisie standing there with a, a scowl on, saying, "It's yeah, it's it's three in the morning, and you're still 
making a load of random noise downstairs in our terraced house where <laughs> we're, we've got a newborn baby on the other side it's like you need Ooh, you need to stop oh, you need to stop no 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 sorry not 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 us next door sorry but yeah um yeah that's that's happened many a time it's um it's far too easy to become lost when you're when you've got an idea and become obsessed with it until you can sure. get it to do what you want it to do yeah and when you finish it though it's like man that was worth it i mean to oh me, definitely yeah yeah it's uh, pedals are odd that way uh especially if it also depends on where you're doing it in your house because like i work on that stuff deep down in my basement and you just you, you a you get lost because there's no sense of what time of day it is <laughs> right but also <laughs> You get lost because you, you, you the the minutia of everything is is a very zen kind of experience. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, and like when we when I first started, it was um, before I moved house and converted one of the rooms downstairs into kind of my workshop. It was I I worked in a, just a shed at the end of the garden with no heating one light bulb and it would be like throughout that was when it became very apparent what kind of time of day it was when the inside of the glass was freezing in the middle of winter because Ooh. it was yeah it was that that kind of horrible like yeah so i'm that's it's become a lot easier to stay up till till three in the morning now being in a, a nice kind of warm house but uh, oh. but yeah man so uh, that gets us to how you're approaching these things. You have uh, you've made very very specific choices in doing that. Uh, so you you seem to be coming to the pedals with some sense of a game plan. It it sounds like. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it it, it went through a couple of I went through a couple of revisions of of things, and there were really you can kind of tell from the company. It's like it's very much an ongoing project of like me learning new things and just wanting to change things up so they're kind of going kind of starting off as like oh this is this is this pedal this is a, a if, if you like in brackets this is a clone of this pedal and sure. then it's kind of like oh sure. i don't want to i don't want to make clones anymore because i you know, you, you learn the building blocks of the circuits and it's like, oh here's here's now here's a new thing that's completely different yeah because i've so yeah it's it's very much an on an ongoing project but yeah now i think i've finally settled into knowing what i want the pedals to do and there's a having a, a format and a way of laying them out that's consistent across all of them we got a box with a couple pedals as i mentioned before and let's just talk about these uh, real quick i think that'll give everybody a little sense of where you're coming from from your pedal stylistics yeah I don't yeah, know if that's cool. appropriate word, but we're going to use that anyways. So number one was the American Geek. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, so the American Geek, um, being a Pumpkins fan, you probably got the reference oh, to yeah. the Geek USA song. Um, is yeah, I mean, Siamese Dream is one of my favorite albums. Um, but yeah, so it was basically, how can I get all of the sounds of all of the different big muffs from uh, like throughout the many years that it, the pedal's been around like how can i get as close to having all of them in one box as as possible and really the the main thing over the 
like other people love to pledge their allegiance to the the triangle or the ram's head or whatever yeah. one it is and and really it comes down to very very small differences that mainly relate to a couple of components that are in the tone control yeah um so it was kind of like okay let's let's look at what's in the tone control okay cool there's two resistors and two capacitors right well, let's just make them all variable and then you can dial in any combination of mid-range and bass and treble as as you like so it basically with this there's four filter controls that replace the standard tone control there's a max gain secondary foot switch that bypasses the gain control completely because that's obviously quite a quite a common thing to do on a on a big muff style fuzz is just to completely crank the the gain wide wide open yeah um and then the kind of one of the biggest changes that isn't necessarily to do with the different variations that have been released, but more just because it's it's a fairly easy thing to do to add in that changes the sound a bit drastically is the six way rotary clipping diode selection switch. So um, such a great bas- idea. Yeah, so it, it basically just gives you six completely different sounds. Um, with just one turn of a switch it literally is six different pedals in a box i mean yeah totally that, that, i think that was my favorite one yeah, of the of the bunch yeah nice and i love the idea that you know again being a, a pumpkins fan any sound that you can pretty much imagine associated with that band from a fuzz or full gain style sound pretty much have it in this box man and and the thing is that the weird thing is it's like it's 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 a it's a transistor based pedal this one and the one that he used in the recording is quite famously known for being the the IC one but yeah. there was just something about just taking really high gain that was that was the other one of the other main differences is that I just use really high gain transistors um, and it just seems to give it it just gets so much closer to that that sound of the the old ic one than than most transistor bass fuzzes do yeah um yeah it's just i just yeah i just love how kind of over the top and ridiculous it is and i think a lot of times when you see a rotary on something uh, especially if it's a if it's a you know like a clipping rotary or, or a transistor rotary you can you can kind of think well all these are probably gonna be so minimal that it, it's probably i'm just gonna use one or six you know or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no no no. each one of these have a very distinct you can hear it if your settings are all if you if you just noon everything and switch between oh yeah those, it, you can hear the differences so then within that you have full range of dialing those in at, at very different degrees across the board i just i loved this pedal it was really great Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, across the, the that I use that that rotary on on three different pedals. I know. Actually, um, <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, but yeah, you basically got um, yeah, germanium di- diodes, silicon diodes, red LEDs. Uh, you've got transistors. You've got MOSFET, and then you've got number six. Is it takes the diodes out completely, which is kind of lower gain, but a hell of a lot more output because it's obviously not clipping the signal anymore. So that will be sort of the very a very very loud setting if you're not careful. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't careful with that, and I, <laughs> I I ran right into that like a brick wall. 
Hey, Alex, uh, when you're talking about that rotary dial, um, you just listed off um, several different things. Can you kind of explain what each of those do, I think, from a, from a sonic perspective, not, not necessarily a pedal builder's perspective, but for those yes. who need to know what those are and don't know what a red LED is? Yeah, so you've basically, yeah, so you've basically got your, I'll set it up a little bit. So you've basically got your signal coming through and then you've got clipping diodes basically work that they basically, the way most drive pedals use clipping diodes is they basically just connect your part of your signal to basically they shunt some of the signal to ground. So um, the six different options you've got, so you've basically got, so germanium is a kind of low output, kind of fuzzy sound, um, it's a little bit looser and a little bit, um, I don't know, messy is not the right word, but it's kind of slightly out of control. I, loose, um, loose was a great way to sum that up. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of, if, yeah, if you're not going for a, if you just want to, you know, op- rip open power cords, then it's, it's absolutely great for stuff like that. Yeah. Um, silicon it doesn't clip the signal as much, so it's a lot tighter and a little bit more, I hate using these words, descriptive words, but it's a lot more, brittle sounding yeah. um, that's what we need you're doing great <laughs> and a bit more kind of a uh, bit more mid-range um, red LEDs are literally red LEDs that you would see for like this what come on when you press the foot switch um, so you, you they are obviously if people don't know LEDs are light emitting diodes so you can use them in the same way you use any other diode when you're talking about clipping that again is a very it's less compressed it's a very open sound it's but it's very open sound, but it it clip they clip quite harshly. So you've it's a very kind of it's almost as if you had a fuzz and that's turned the, the the kind of the, thing, yeah right? like if you turn the gain control on a fuzz all the way down. So you've kind of got a really kind of strong and harsh attack, but it's not really distorted. Um, transistors are again literally transistors that would normally be used for other applications within a circuit, but people will know that the majority of transistors have three legs and you can tie two of them together so you end up using it like a diode um oh, okay i didn't um, know that yes yeah, so you you basically tie two of the legs together and that becomes one leg and then you use the other leg as the other side of the diode um yeah and they so they they work really well it's they the transistors are kind of more similar kind of similar to the the germanium sound very kind of lower output very distorted um but there's just there is just a slight difference between kind of with the germanium you'll it will let some of the low end through it without really distorting that much whereas with the transistors it will distort the entire signal mosfets are very similar to transistors um they just have a slightly brighter sound though those switching between transistor and mosfet there isn't a an enormous difference Some you, you normally like hear it just say i'm blander in mosfet yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly it's a, it's a cool word to say yeah. but um you, you hear you hear more of a difference at, at, at louder volume levels if you're playing a bedroom levels there isn't a, an enormous difference um and then removing them completely from the circuit the signal just basically goes straight through so whatever amount of compression was happening before it hit those clipping diodes is basically just going straight through and it's a, usually a lot louder um and a lot 
less compression so you've got lower gain but higher output thank you i really appreciate that explanation that these pedals are really well priced just i'm just letting you know (laughs) if you're considering a pedal that has a gob of options this is uh this is a very very good place to start so gee a really nice product at a very fair price that is a great concept that's (laughs) <laughs> what I try to do as well, so I'm right there with you. And see, how did you just do a backside sideways? You backed the truck in. <laughs> hey, what about me too? You <laughs> like that? <laughs> Speaking of great things, like, let me boom. tell you about my great thing. <laughs> well, it's, it makes perfect sense to me. It's, it's yes, and it. it if he opens up his coat, he's got a whole bunch of watches hanging there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's move forward. Uh, the next one that we got was the Avalanche. That was actually the first one of the first pedals I released under Xander that kind of came from one that I made before. Um, it's basically two uh, overdrive slash boost pedals and a fuzz in one in one enclosure so you've got three separate effects running in series and they're only the only potentiometer for each effect is a volume control and then you've got four toggles um two for the first effect and then one for the second and third that just help you dial it into your setup so if you you know if you're running into a whatever a, a really trebly amp or an amp that's got a load of bass you can you know you can cut or boost it with right with, or with the toggle and stuff like that what i found super helpful is switching between like i went between my telly and my uh, hagstrom viking which obviously sound very very different yes, so yeah. uh i that helped greatly to you know mediate those two sounds and for those who aren't great at math like me uh and that was you, you you gave us a lot of uh of good math it was helpful um but <laughs> <laughs> when you look at this pedal it's a little it it's honestly it's a little bit daunting because there's not too many pedals with three foot switches on it and four toggles so and they're all and all the toggles are three-way <laughs> yeah four three-way toggles three sw- foot switches and three knobs and a partridge in a pear tree <laughs> uh, so uh, essentially this is this is, is it fair to say that this is a like a it's a it's a sound box i know that that it's all sound boxes these are pedals dummy <laughs> what i mean is these are this is a, a sound coloring box. Yeah, well, the kind of the idea with this one was to be like if you're if you've only got a pedal train nano or you you do a lot of fly gigs and you just need something that's going to cover near enough everything you could need in the kind of traditional right. rock if kind got of a, setting. If you got a mono guitar bag. <laughs> And you're on yeah. the tube, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, deal yeah, with the tube. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So they were kind of they're very the two um, the first and second effects are like two single transistor, I guess you could say boost circuits, um, and they've got uh, clipping options for each. And the first effect also has a bright cut switch, which lets you darken it down. So if you're using like a telly into a 
when obviously it's going to be crazy bright so it just helps you dial it back a little bit um but the idea with them is that because they're only single stage they clean up really well with your volume control uh-huh. on your guitar because with something like for example like with a big muff where you've got multiple gain stages and they've all got clipping diodes that's why those kind of effects don't really clean up that well right. with your guitar because you it's so compressed and it's so distorted that it doesn't it doesn't really matter whereas with with these effects it's it's quite easy to just dial dial which is why i didn't put gain controls on them because it's so easy just to do it on the fly just on your guitar it's uh it is, so we failed to name the the actual name of this which is the the harmonic clipping trifecta which that's a great, that's a great thing to name this because who doesn't like something having to do with harmonics, right? Clipping. Oh, that's going to be fun. Cause you're going to really get to play with your sound and it's a trifecta, which is better than a dual, a dufecta. Uh, yeah. Or a single. <laughs> so you, you, you got all the good words in there. It's the years of marketing spiel. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, that was a really fun pedal to play with uh, because for me, at least, I wasn't sure what to expect. I knew with the American Geek, I was going to get a, a just a huge palette of different fuzzes and, and, and gains. This one, I was like, I really don't know what this is going to do. And so it was, a, it was a lot of fun playing around with this one in particular. It isn't the big movements you're going to make on the pedal. It's the little ones. It's the little combinations of like, you know, these three-way switches and just small adjustments. And when you hit that and you, man, when you nail it, it's like, oh, oh man, I love this sound. And then you, yeah, have, it's and you kind have to of, take a picture of it so you don't mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like yeah, if 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 we did subtlety, that's the that would be the one that it would be the subtle yes. one out of the bunch, if you like. Yes, yeah. you hit us in the head with subtlety like a brick. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other better way. Yeah. Uh, let's move forward to the cranium. Yeah. So the the cranium is a similar it's it's a similar idea that we that I use with the American Geek, but it's using the rat as a base to, to go from. So it's again, there have been however many versions that they've released over the years and and even all of them <laughs> but yeah really? because the, the, really what it all comes down to with across the I guess the um, what you say the rat the rat 2 the brat the you dirty rat there's right. uh, basically the only the only difference really between them is the clipping dyes that they use um, it sounds way more um, maniacal when you say you dirty rat <laughs> well because of my British accent yeah. <laughs> like a Bond villain yeah, yeah like Lockstock bullet to Alex that's what they call uh, you oh, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh god is that oh, oh I, I want to quote from that film so badly but there, there is there's not one clean quote from that film yeah, that you really can bring up <laughs> okay here we go cranium so i love a good rat pedal so uh this one you've got uh, again this rotary control people you honestly have the a full line of different rat pedals in in this in this box so tell us a little bit more about this so yeah i mean it's, it's basically yeah the same the same clipping options that 
we're in the American geek. So you've got, yeah, the germanium, silicon, red LED, transistor, MOSFET, and none. Um, so, yeah, if you like a rat pedal or if you don't, if, if you just like a just a straight up, give me some dirt. I want a dirt box. This this uh, this handles it very adequately. Um, and you got cool graphics on all of it. So there you Very go. Much. <laughs> uh, then you have the this Sono, which has a awesome octopus thing on it. Yeah. So that kind of that the only real link between the graphic and that and the pedal is that the fact that an octopus would have eight legs and there's eight knobs on the pedal. That's really the only the only link between, yeah, that's, between that's them. A, that's a big leap there. But uh, we'll, we'll just thank you for explaining it. <laughs> and octopuses are cool. You can also just go with that. That's fine. Um, yeah. So I, I, I kind of thought I, well, I better not leave bass bass players out. Better not alienate them right. completely. Um, so I'm. I thought, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm really not much of a bass player. I've, I've dabbled in it in the sense of, oh, I can play a guitar, so I could probably just play one with four strings and it'll be fine. Like, okay. but it, I'm not a bass player. Um, but it was All kind of just again, just close their eyes and took three <laughs> breaths. Like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was kind of just taking kind of two effects that i like on guitar a lot um, and and just tweaking the sound to make it work for for bass so you've basically got a it's a, a bass fuzz I and guess, a preamp right yes yeah so it's a i guess you yeah and by preamp it's kind of a it's meant to imply kind of a light to medium gain kind of amp cranked amp bass sure. amp kind of sound sure. um so yeah you've got a kind of vintage style dirty boost slash light overdrive pedal and a then you've got a a high gain velcro style modern fuzz in in one pedal and they're both independently foot switchable and they've both got their own clean blend controls which is obviously super important for bass players right. i i uh, put this one in front of my the bass player in my band and um it was hard to pry away from him this is a very <laughs> it's a very complete unit like i mean if if other people are telling the bass player to get some to get some different sounds with their bass like that's those are the ones you typically really want especially in a straight ahead like sort of rock setting yeah and with this the the preamp circuit in the Sono is actually very similar to one of the circuits in the Avalanche. Um, it's a just a single stage um, transistor uh, boost with clipping diodes, but we've tweaked the values for uh, just to make it work for bass players. So you, even if you'll notice if if you turn the clean blend all the way down, so you're just running through the the overdrive circuit. Um, it doesn't really distort the low end as much, um, just because it. When you distort a bass, like the the lowest frequencies of a bass, it just tends to get really messy and really horrible. Right. Um, so it's kind of like, how can we just clip the top part of like the top end of the signal, um, just so you kind of get that distorted sound, but it just doesn't become complete mush. Yes, very very smart thinking there, and it's an octopus. <laughs> Who doesn't like an octopus? Here we go. Uh, I'm going to go back to your main page here. Just really quick, your full line, 
you also uh, we're not going to go deep into these other ones, but you have the uh, I'm going to say it wrong. The kaffa, the cafetiere. Yeah. Yes, this like a like a uh, I think you guys call it a French press. Oh yeah, yeah for coffee. Yeah for coffee. Yeah. Sure. So what does that one do um, for us? You don't have to, no, is, not detailed. Just like what, what's the what's the pedal like just overall? It's it's based on the harmonic percolator. So Ooh. hopefully you get the 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 link with cafetiere percolator. I got gotcha. you. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, a similar idea. It's got the same clipping diode switch. Um, Starve control right. like you would get on a fuzz, all that kind of stuff. But it's basically a really harsh sounding, fizzy. Ho- like if you could take a really horrible fuzz sound, it's basically that. All the horrible, fizzy, terrible guitar sounds you could get. And I'm not selling it very well, but no. it's, that's the kind of that's the kind of idea of it. It's like pe- for people who don't want people who don't want a tone bender, people who don't want a fuzz face, people who want to make the guitar sound like it's going through a, an amp with broken speakers. Right. That's the, right. the kind of idea. Do not buy this pedal, please. Do not buy this pedal. <laughs> yeah. No, I I, I got gotcha. you. Uh, you also have the Exosphere. The Exosphere is our reverb. It's kind of it's similar to a kind of it's kind of like a weird mix between like a spring and a, a hole and a kind of low-fi echo-ish kind of pedal. Um, and it's got expression controls on the back for you know controlling the decay time and the mix, and it's got an active um, volume control before and after the circuit, so you can distort the wet signal and stuff like that um, and it's foot switchable so you can switch between two different mix controls uh-huh. so you get like one subtle verb and then one really big washy one nice that sounds like a really complete uh, pedal and it's got a cool name uh, you also have the uh, cyclone the S-I clone cyclone yeah so it this this was actually the first pedal that I made um, with a name and that even before Xander started so it, it basically started off as something similar to a fuzz factory um, and then I just kind of kept changing parts and adding parts to the point where it isn't even remotely the same circuit anymore it's kind of like if, if a circuit has 10 parts and then you change all 10 parts and add in other bits and pieces it's, it's like it's not even its own thing anymore it was just it was something that it started with and it's just morphed into something else but right. um it's just a crazy if you're familiar with the fuzz factory oh yeah it's that that kind of zvex fuzz factory for yeah, yeah 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 um, it's kind it's of one that, of those pedals just, that in the wrong hands or, or in in hands that aren't either patient or adept um, yet. You know, yeah. uh, like I think a a person who's just getting into fuzz, <laughs> getting the fuzz factory might might break their brains. Yeah, I mean, oh, you, you, you go. Oh, this is this is this is broken. Please yeah, take it away from me. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just a mad oscillating sub octave generating fuzz yeah. with a load of extra tone controls and um, a second switch that bypasses the tone control and yeah, just loads of different mad sounds. Yeah, yeah, just Stay ridiculous away from mad big sounds. Movements, movements yeah. With this one, with, with with the knobs. This is all about the subtleties, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you have the tape deck. Yeah, the, the tape deck's probably one of the, one of my most popular ones. Um, it's a, 
it's a digital delay, but it's kind of modeling that old kind of broken or on the verge of breaking down tape echo. Um, right. So, you get a so it warbleish. Yeah. So it basically it. takes it. It takes a, a delayed chip that's normally only rated for about five hundred milliseconds and gives you almost three thousand milliseconds out of it. Um, so it's basically the the further you turn the delay time, the more you're kind of in in brackets breaking the chip. Um, gotcha. So by so by the end of it, by the time you get to the end of the time control, is basically chucking out a load of random noise and <laughs> just completely distorted, um, repeated like repeats. Right. Um, and then you've got again, you've got foot switchable modulation for the. Uh, delayed signal which you can change with a trimmer on the inside to then give you weird chorus sounds and it's got two expression inputs um, for delay time and feedback so you can then control the time on the flyer rather than so I it's not got tap tempo or anything like that but you can right. change it with an expression pedal and just just stuff like that i just thought of your next pedal which should probably be called the garbage disposal <laughs> which, which basically makes it sound like if you had smashed a guitar into an amp and just let it let and just it, leave it there leave it there on stage but with a, yeah it doesn't matter two expression pedals uh, yeah it doesn't matter what note you're playing it's it sounds the same yeah cool man so like uh, you've got a pretty complete arsenal right there i mean and honestly these are really fantastic everybody i mean I, seriously if you're not familiar with this brand Please check them out. Man, I really appreciate you going through all this stuff. It's all right. No problem. Um, <laughs> no problem. You've got a great thing going on there. Uh, Jared? Well, it's time for Would You Rather. Jeez. All right. <laughs> what do you all got for us, Jared? Well, this week's Would You Rather. Guess what it's about, guys? It's about pedals. And uh, we're going to switch over to Dr. No. Would you rather have a TVL Octavia or would you rather have the TVL Troy Van Leeuwen Raven? Right. Please explain. So a little bit about Dr. No real quick. He's known for his really over the top pedal design as far as things that are associated with it. So many of you have maybe seen the turd fuzz <laughs> over the top. Um, no, no. <laughs> Or uh, I would say that would be below the bottom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, 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 when you're when you're buying when you're buying this pedal when you're buying these pedals you're really buying into the brand and everything else that's associated with it. Yeah. It's, it's a real piece of art work, <laughs> um, and they're crazy fun. He did two pedals for Troy Van Leeuwen of Queens of the Stone Age, uh, really kind of focusing on the sound that they bring to the stage. So the Octavia is essentially kind of capturing this this fuzz tone that uh, Queens of Stone Age have produced, which can get like super, super nasally, a little sweet, um, you know, this nice Queens of Stone Age type down. Yeah. Um, like Jimmy But Hendrix. the cool thing is it's got two skulls on it and a, I, I believe it's a heart, a little it heart. It appears to be a glass. heart in like a pop, pop lid. Yeah, pop lid. The other one, the Raven is this this one's got a giant gold bird skull on it which looks super cool really outstanding pedals you get it it's it's really something special i think that's kind of the point is like these are very much collector's pedals 
Um, they're 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 over the top for you know a good reason. So this is essentially like um, it's a it's a filter slash booster. So uh, you can boost your sound, but you can also get the squelch and squeal from the filter effects on here. Yeah, I mean, think of a it as like a wah pedal that has fixed points. Yeah, that and you know uh, Mick Ronson. You know, there's a lot of other players that have used yeah. that to to effect. Yep, I think that's pretty fair. Go, <laughs> Tony. Uh, you know, I, I do like the fixed wah thing uh, for some things, but I, I think. In terms of usefulness, I think the Octavia pedal would probably be a better choice. Plus, it's cooler. I mean, I mean, the bird skull is cool, but it's a the, gold bird skull, man. Yeah, but the, then you got a heart in a glass case on the other one. That's with true. Two skull with two knobs. skulls, two black skulls. Yes. So I'm. I, cool. I mean, I, I actually I'd like them both. Okay. But I'm if I have to pick one, I'll go with the Octavia. Okay. Jared. All right. This week I'm going to go with the Raven. Okay. Because the cool bird skull? Exactly. Awesome. I love it. Alex? I think I'd have to go with the Raven as well. Um, only just because I I love the those kind of crazy, really pushed mid-range sounds yeah. that Queens of the Stone Age get. And I always struggle to use that myself because it brings out every little detail in how bad your playing is. Um but I think I'd like to give it another bash and then fail miserably at it. But uh, yeah, I think for that reason, I think I'd pick the uh, the Raven. Right. Uh, you know, just a quick note on that. I think one of the things that those of us who aren't in that band struggle with when we're tr- when we're like, oh man, I love that sound. I want to try to get something like that. We're typically playing all the notes of whatever song we're playing through that effect, and yeah, they're yeah. using they're using it multiple pedals within one song for very different purposes with you know sometimes three guitars so it's like they're not just doing a wash of that of that effect over everything no yeah uh yeah especially the the more recent stuff is really kind of really intricate like the the rhythms and stuff is crazy todd Uh, which one are you picking you know what because i do already have a lot of fuzzes i think i am gonna do the raven because i there are there are a couple things in at least in my live setup where i would like to punch in a couple um filter effects and and i've i've actually been looking for something to do that well um so i think that would be that would be a good one for me to to play with so lovely all right cool there we go that's all of them uh before we get too far down the road, I want to pull something out for Xander here. Um, what? <laughs> Careful. What? Oh, yeah. But yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this. Um, I think you've got a little promo deal for all the Guitar Knobs listeners. Is that correct? We do. We do indeed. Uh, we're going to put a promo code up on the website uh, for Knobs15, which will give you 15% off at the checkout. Perfect. Nice. K N O B S 15, the letters 1 5. So that's K N O B S 1 5. That's K N O B S 1 5. On the Xander Circuitry website, and you're going to get 15% off of your order. That's flipping awesome. I love that. And uh, so, how long are you going to let that go for? Uh, we'll run it for a fortnight or so. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay. So those of us who don't know what a fortnight is, that's uh, 
A couple of approximately fourteen days. By, by fourteen days. days. Sorry. Yeah. Just sorry. Do you guys not? Do you guys not use Fortnite out there? No. <laughs> no. Not since the Civil War anyway. Here it moves. That's okay. Yeah, so great. yeah, we'll, we'll run. We'll run that about two weeks from the release of this episode. Okay. So um, as soon as you hear this, that will be the release, and then you'll have about two weeks to uh, to act on that. So. Get on that deal real quick. Yeah, and let us know if you do get one with this code. Tell us. Post it on the website. Post it on, not on the website, on the um, Facebook group. Love to hear what you think about them. Tony. Yes, we have some very, very special people to thank right yes. now. Um, we have a group. If you go to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs, you can find out various levels that you can participate as a sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And one of the best sponsorships... The bestest in the world is the executive producer level. Yep. In which you're going to get a t-shirt. T-shirt. You get executive producer qualifications. Privileges. Privileges. You get the the, uh, key to the men's room. Key to the men's room. And you get um, uh, the the barefoot buttons knob and a sticker pack. And some picks, too. That's $10. There's one more thing. There's one more thing, though. What, What else do they get? Jared, they get to have their name read on the That's thing. right. Okay, hit us. So without Give further ado, and here are the people that get their name read on the thing. Tom Barazin, Martin Cliff, David Wolfson, Matt Brammer, Carlos Mancha, Pete Marshall, Derek Fitzer, Robin Smith, John Daly, Oliver Gonzalez, Sean S. Chris Kearney, John Anglin, Robert Marfleet, Alex Leggett, Darren Gregory, Gary Goodman, and Zach J. Wright. That's right. You guys, we cannot thank you enough for your support at whatever level. There are many others that are at uh, different levels. It it means the world to us. Uh, I just, it really, really has an impact on what we do. It is so helpful and we appreciate it deeply. Thank you. All right. Yeah. So Tony, where can people find your stuff? Oh, my stuff. Yeah. I was going to say patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Oh yeah. Go to that for the Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Do that for the Patreon. But for for my personal stuff, you can go to pickguardian.com. Okay. Socials. Yes. Yes. At pickguardian. All right. If you, if you need some pickups rewound or you're just looking for something new, find me at brandonwompickups.com. My email is on the website, jared at brandonwildpickups.com. I'm also on the social medias. Yes. All right. And Todd, where can they find you? Well, I want to, I want to find, I want to give away our our friend Alex over here. Alex, (laughs) where can people find all of your stuff? People can, they can find all of our pedals at xandercircuitry.co.uk. Um, you can email me at pedals at xandercircuitry.co.uk and we're on all the Facebooks and the Twitters and the Instagrams and all that stuff. Okay, excellent, excellent. And uh, man, awesome t-shirts. People, you want a cool looking t-shirt aside from the Guitar Knobs t-shirt, they, these guys make a really good one. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm wearing the heck out of that thing. Oh, um, and on that, yeah. there might actually be some. There might actually be some new stuff with some new designs coming fairly soon. Oh, fantastic! Be on the lookout for so, uh, Post that on our, on our on our Facebook group, will you? Yeah, I hope they they should they should arrive in the next few days. So I'll uh, oh, I'll be sure to keep you updated. Quick. Excellent. Yeah. Um, okay, and then, yeah, please shoot me a message at Todd at theguitarknobs.com or on our Facebook group. I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, it's great hearing from you guys. I'm thankful for all of the commentary we we currently get. Um, we've got great active members, and you're so appreciated. 
So until next time, everybody, subscribe! Yeah. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.